This is the Star Coach Show with Meg Rentschler, episode 374. The moment I get into my head, I'm break presence. I'm actually breaking the the energy of presence that they'll sense there's a break mm-hmm. in in our connection. You know, the moment that I get into my head and I start thinking and that also messes with the power dynamic, you know, in coaching, we're supposed to be a partner. But if I'm thinking about this, what is it I'm supposed to, to say that's going to make the difference? I'm no longer their thinking partner. I'm the expert coach coming back to identity. Who am I as a coach? <laughs> yeah. Love so that. I'm just it's a it's a spontaneous interaction of me responding back to what it is that they give me in their words, their expression, things they may not fully form in their sentences, you know, that I want to feed back and be curious about. That's being a thinking partner. That was Dr. Marsha Reynolds, master certified coach, author, and coach instructor, helping us think about what happens when we think too much when we're coaching and we break the presence with our clients and make it about our identity as a coach instead of the work that the client is doing. We dive into that and so much more as we explore Marsha's concept of breakthrough coaching in this Star Coach episode. Hello, welcome to the show. It is wonderful to have you with us, and you are going to be so pleased that you're here. We have a phenomenal show with my guest, Dr. Marsha Reynolds, and this is going to be Marsha's third visit to the Star Coach Show, and each and every time she comes, we talk about something that will help you in your partnership with your clients. So when we are communicating with other people, light bulb moments occur when you're a coach and you're in a place of exploring your clients' wants, needs, desires, the barriers that are in their way. We want to be listening for new insights and awarenesses, asking questions or holding the space for them to discover those things. And that's what we're going to be talking about today with Dr. Marsha Reynolds. Now, if this is your first time to the Star Coach Show, I want to welcome you and let you know that here at Star Coaches, we do a few things all around bringing impact into the world. So when the the way that we communicate, the way that we engage with others really influences our impact on others and those people's ability to bring their gifts into the world when they have a thought partner who's helping them be the best they can be. So at the Star Coach Show, we're either focusing in on ways that you can communicate and partner with others more effectively. That's what this week's show is all about. We also work on if you're an entrepreneur, how are you getting your work into the world? How are you building your business through marketing and foundational pieces and finances, all the things that you need to think about to be a successful business owner? And if you're a leader working with a team 
working in organizations, whether you are a coach in organizations, trying to strengthen that organization, the power of coaching can do that. We don't have to be a professional coach to be able to use the skills of coaching, more deeply listening, being more curious, asking more questions rather than telling. All of these are things that we can do as leaders. We certainly hopefully are doing these things as coaches. And that's why I focus a whole pillar of shows around coaching and organizations and using coaching as a leadership style. So I'm delighted that you're here. And this show is one of those shows that lights me up because it makes how we are showing up, how we are being as coaches, what our identity is as a coach, and how we can help our clients identify how they want to be, what their identity is in any particular situation. My guest today is Dr. Marsha Reynolds. She is a master certified coach who has coached and trained leaders in 43 countries. She has several books, Outsmart Your Brain, The Discomfort Zone, Wonder Woman, Coach the Person, Not the Problem. All of those are international bestsellers. In today's show, we are focusing on the lessons in her newest book, Breakthrough Coaching, Creating Light Bulb Moments in Your Coaching Conversations. And isn't that what we want to do? We want to help people gain insight, awareness, having those aha moments that can create the kind of change that they really want in their lives. Now, Marsha holds a doctorate in organizational psychology. She has two master's degrees in learning psychology and communications. She was the fifth ICF president. She's in ICF Circle of Distinction and teaches for coaching schools in the USA, in Asia, and in Europe. She is a busy lady. She's taken time out of her busy life to share these messages with us. I loved our conversation. Can't wait to share it with you. So let's talk Breakthrough Coaching with Dr. Marsha Reynolds. Dr. Marsha Reynolds, welcome back to the Star Coach Show. Oh, thank you. It's good to be with you again. I was just sharing with you that you're in a very, very small group of guests where you've been on the show. This will be your third time. And every time is, is just such a gift to our audience. We originally, a long time ago, we talked about emotional intelligence. We recently, I mean, within the last six months or so, talked about your book, Coach the Person, Not the Problem, which is a incredibly helpful book. I bring it out for my coaching, my clients who are coaches continually. Mm. They love it. We talk about your episode is one of the most listened to episodes. And now we're going to talk about your newest book, 
where do you find time to write all of these <laughs> wonderful books? You know, it, it's so interesting because I wasn't going to write another book because it's not just the writing, you know, Meg, it's the marketing. It's oh, right. It's so time consuming. But I had agreed with coaching.com to do a mastery program that we would, you know, cross promote and whatever. And so they made me a deal I couldn't refuse. You know, I said, okay, one more book. <laughs> Because there's always these things, you write a book and it's like, oh, I wish I would have included that. I wish I would have included that because you see coaches doing things or not doing things mm-hmm. that they get into ruts and and you, I, I want to help, you know, like, don't do that. <laughs> well, or, and not only don't do that, but here's the the kind of the rationale and the do and instead what do that instead. is going to create yes. this breakthrough. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Speaking like of breakthrough, what is the name of your new book? It's Breakthrough Coaching. <laughs> Absolutely. So we are going to talk about what that looks like. What are some of the things that have come up for you? And even as we were getting ready to hit record today, mm-hmm. you were talking about how the work that you're doing around this concept of breakthrough coaching around being a thought disruptor as a coach has really led you to this concept of identity and how important identity is. So why don't we start there? What is it about this concept of identity? And even as you were describing it to me, I want to kind of do the caveat that what struck me as you were describing it, and I would encourage the audience to listen to, is that we as coaches have identity that sometimes can help or hurt. And then our clients are also dealing with their identity. So this is definitely one of those two multi-layered issues to kind of think about as coaches and what are even what are your thoughts about it being multi-tiered in coach the person and a lot of what we teach is that we have to listen to their story and the you know the 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 things that are frustrating them or they're not wanting to face you know are within the story but when you look at the story the story is held together by who I think I am and who I think I am is always based on the past. It's not the present moment, you know? And so even the question, you know, I let my clients, um, you know, tell me their story, their situation that, you know, you got to let them talk it through. But then, you know, you summarize, they hear it back, they start to hear their story and then ask the question. So how would you define yourself in this situation? Who are you? You know, like, how are you showing up? And, you know, like, I was talking to this woman about leadership and when the person is promoted there, you know, the expert is promoted, they still maintain being the expert and not becoming the leader, you know? And so I could, you know, we could coach all the time on, well, what would be better in your behavior and, you know, what is it that your, your doubts and your concerns, but just getting to the essence of, well, who are you (laughs) that could be causing the problem? That's such a breakthrough for them, you know, or the new leader that says, well, you know, I'm new and so I'm just not that experienced. So I don't think I'm ready to speak up. Well, why are you there at the table? (laughs) You know, what was the contribution they were hoping you would give that new leader Mm -hmm. (laughs) is not willing to? You know, so even exploring the identity before you even get to what they want to create 
and who do you need to be in that picture? You know, both of those are so that's busts the stories open. Right. Then, you know, you get to looking at uh, what needs to be addressed or resolved in terms of, uh, you know, their fears, their frustrations uh, that, uh, again, come back to because how they define themselves. So they're frustrated because this part of me is not being acknowledged, you know, or mm -hmm. I'm afraid that I won't get this need met or my values will be compromised. You know, so you 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 get into more of the elements, but it's always looking at the who. And right. and they will not change. Stay, change will not be sustainable if they don't change who they think they are or, you know, start to be in the process of becoming someone new. They'll just go back to the old thing because the brain wants to protect right. <laughs> who I think I am because to step into the unknown to be someone else is just too scary without a coach. <laughs> and I love that you said, you know, in some of the information that I read in advance was that effective coaching is identity based yeah. and we have to help the client expand their perspective of mm -hmm. not just the situation, but how they see themselves in the situation. Mm -hmm. And it's that expansion of perception mm -hmm. that is key to both maybe what is the identity that I've held? And then to your point is, you know, is that even how do we disrupt those thoughts or or expand mm -hmm. those thoughts in a way that other perspectives are possible? Exactly. I mean, that's what we're trying to do is to shift. Again, we've always focused on, so let's shift their perception of the situation. Okay, well, yeah, if I expand how I see the situation, then I may see other possibilities of what I can do. And and that's okay, you know, and that's where we start often when we're learning how to coach. But really, again, getting into in that situation, who are you? You know, that piece of that puzzle is the critical piece. Mm -hmm. And that expands their perception right away. Because if they start to see how I'm defining the situation based on my self-perception, right. then they recognize that I, you know, that there's an other ways of looking at this if I just shift who I think I am. You know, and so it's it's such a powerful piece that most coaches that I work with don't quite understand. They know they're supposed to ask a who question. But they don't get the context of why they're asking that. Right. You know, and how powerful it can be. <laughs> and in understanding the sort of the rationale behind or what it is mm -hmm. that we're trying to help the client step into yeah. creates so much more ease in the way that we're engaging and the way that we're asking. As you said, maintaining presence and curiosity is so much more important than mm -hmm. the perfect. And how often do we get wrapped around? Is that the right question? Is that the perfect yeah, right. question? Is well, there a perfect question? Then you're stuck in question? your head. Exactly. Uh, it, you know, I'm thinking, what is it I'm supposed to ask? Should I be asking that? What happens if they react to that? You know, and you, you're going to miss the moment. See, I also think that one of the, the, the big misses often when I'm mentoring, that the moment the coach gets in their head, they cannot see that breakthrough doesn't necessarily have to be this like, wow, moment. It's often a very subtle shift, you know, where they're talking mm -hmm. and all of a sudden they look away. Huh, you know, and mm -hmm. they see something different. You know, they look down, they they may smile and go, Oh, 
Yeah. Okay. That's crazy that I'm thinking that way. It's like those subtle little moments Mm -hmm. that you have to stop and say, okay, so what just happened there? Would you share with me what thought just came to your mind? If we don't catch those moments, we miss it. They go back to telling the same old story. It's often a throwaway comment, you know, at the end of a sentence that, yeah, but I never thought I could do that anyway. So, you know, and then they go back to the story. And then you stop a second and you say, okay, you know, you just kind of said something at the end there. You never thought you could do it anyway. Tell me about that. Tell me about that. That that then, oh, well, yeah, okay. They start to look at those thinking patterns, habits that they've had that they don't even think about. So it's because they're automatic. The throwaway comment, right? That could be the breakthrough. And it always relates to who I think I am or what what value I think I bring or what I'm supposed to be doing. What's the expectation of myself and that others might have of me? Mm -hmm. Love that. So it's not always the skies open, the lightning comes down, the the thunder rumbles. I mean, it is often those those subtle shifts. And to your point, if I'm all caught up in my head about what am I going to ask next, or I can't remember every single thing the client said, you don't have to remember every single thing the client said. Um, (laughs) So Therefore, we come to the place where you you say thinking is often the enemy of the coach. You know, it's so funny when I do uh, coaching demonstrations with groups, they'll say, so what were you thinking when you asked that question? I'm like, first off, I don't remember asking it because I wasn't thinking. You right. know, it doesn't come from a cognitive creation. You know, it comes from what is it the person gave me? And it's usually based on the words that they gave me. Not mm-hmm. something I'm trying to remember, you know, so it's based on the presence in the interaction, not my memory, that the moment I get into my head, I'm break presence. I'm actually breaking the the energy of presence that they'll sense there's a break mm-hmm. in in our connection. You know, the moment that I get into my head and I start thinking and that also messes with the power dynamic, you know, in coaching, we're supposed to be a partner. But if I'm thinking about this, what is it I'm supposed to, to say that's going to make the difference? I'm no longer their thinking partner. I'm the expert coach. Coming back to identity, who am I as a coach? <laughs> you know, Love so that. I'm just it's a it's a spontaneous interaction of me responding back to what it is that they give me in their words, their expression, the things they may not fully form in their sentences, you know, that I want to feed back and be curious about. That's being a thinking partner, (laughs) not what I'm remembering as something that some coach said that worked in that moment. The only time you would do that would be at the very beginning and the very end when we're studying the container I really want to know what is it you want to have that you don't have now. That's a standard question, but it's still going to be based on what they give me. So it sounds like, uh, you know, that you have a contentious relationship with your boss. What is it that you think is possible that you'd like to create? Okay, so I really need to understand what they want to create or change. So, So that's a little formulaic, but I have to know that because that defines the direction of the session. At the very end, I get even more formulaic. You know, it's like they have an insight and I say, you know, articulate that for me. What are you going to do with that? 
and they'll give me an action. And I always ask, by when are you going to do it? By when are you going to do it? Because if they don't give you a when, there's no uh, commitment to doing it. And, you know, so I get, you know, what are you going to do by when, you know, is there anything else you need? But, but I've added one more question, Meg. Mm-hmm. If what they say they're going to do is based on someone else. So I'm going to have a conversation with my boss, with my colleague, with my spouse. I always ask the question, if it doesn't turn out like you hope it will, what will you then do? Because you can't base success, your own success, on somebody else giving you what you want. Right. You know, so how will you handle it if you don't get exactly what you wanted to get? That makes it to where if it doesn't turn out well, they don't say I'm a failure. They'll say, okay, well, it didn't turn out like I had thought, but so here's what I'll do next. We already mm-hmm. have the the plan B in progress. That's so, beautiful yeah. and spot on because we can't control what other people are going to offer. And often what our perception of what we think we want from the situation can be challenged by us anyway, because maybe that's not. Yeah. Maybe there's other options that could come out from that. So I love that question. So those are the only times that you can get in your head to remember at the very beginning. (laughs) Other than that, get out of your head. We're opening the container and closing the container and sort of creating that safe space. Love that. Going back to catching those subtle awarenesses, catching the subtle shifts Mm -hmm. from the client. Uh, my belief, and I, I know from reading your re- your writings that this is your belief as well, is that that really cements in that new awareness. If you don't acknowledge the new awareness or have the client yeah. speak the new awareness, absolutely. it can kind of fritter away. Yeah, absolutely. It must be articulated. You know, one thing I learned um, when I started coaching, I also joined the National Speakers Association and took everything I could to be a public speaker. I took improv acting and, and worked with speech coaches. And one of the things that really stood out to me was they said, never practice your speech just in your head. Don't do that because if your brain needs to hear you speak it for it to be tangible, real, hold together and and you remember it when you're on the stage. It's the same thing with a new awareness. If the brain doesn't hear you speak it, it was just kind of a thought that could just float away. And it probably wasn't a fully formed thought. When you have that breakthrough, like, oh, you know, it it it's just a it's just a it, it's an insight, but not necessarily a fully formed thought. So in order for me to, um, you know, for if I'm the client, to act on that insight, I have to make sure that it's crystallized into a fully formed thought that then can direct my action forward. So even if they say, oh, okay, I got it now, I know, you still need to say, would you share with me what you now know? You know, and have them say it. And oftentimes if they take a while to sort it out, in you know a whole paragraph, I'll say, "Could you say that back to me in one or two sentences?" And if it's really profound, I might still say, "Say it again, just so we both hear it." <laughs> you know. <laughs> so, and nobody's ever 
um, said, uh, oh, gosh, you know, why do you keep making me do that? No, they appreciate. They, they the get the impact again. of the moment. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, yes, yes, that's who I am. That's, you know, what I now need. So, yeah, it's really powerful. <laughs> Super powerful. I love that. And another, you know, sometimes those awarenesses are uncomfortable. I mean, it's not always that it's like, oh, yeah. I'm so, you know, and that the, yeah. once again, the angels are singing in the sky. It's, it can be, it can be yeah. a realization maybe about something about ourselves that we're not that proud of or that we right. are, you know, so what do you, what do you recommend for mm -hmm. coaches who are in that place of thought disruptor of really yeah. opening up new mm -hmm. perceptions yet understanding that we're also kind of inviting clients into discomfort sometimes. Yeah. They're naked. <laughs> you know, So they could be embarrassed or sad or, you know, I learned that in, in researching and writing my book, the discomfort zone, uh, the necessity of a moment of discomfort for there to be learning. Because what has to happen is you have to let go of some past thought. And for a moment, there there is uncertainty. And the brain does not like uncertainty. None of us do. So when people say, I love taking risks. Well, but that's because you've taken risks, so you know it's safe. You know, so so that moment of uncertainty, and I don't know what this now means, until you coach them further, there is a moment of discomfort. And often it's just a startled or they could cry. Oh, God, I've been doing this to these people for so long, you know, and they're sad or embarrassed. And that's okay. All of that means it's good. Something just happened that triggered an opening, they now see it differently and you can move forward from there. So don't ever be afraid of the human experience of emotions. It's powerful. You know, and if there's a little discomfort or a lot, just compassionately hold the space, allow them to move through it because all emotions have an arc. There's the trigger, there's the intensity, and then it starts to diminish. And if you're energetically connected, You'll feel that moment it starts to diminish. Then you can say, would you be willing to share with me what, what just came up for you? It's at that moment mm -hmm. you ask the question. And they still may need a minute to get their thoughts together, but they'll tell you and they'll come back. So don't be afraid of the emotion or the silence. And do not jump in to fix them or make them feel better. Or run and get them a Kleenex. Do not do that. You make them weak and they won't share. Mm -hmm. So good. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tr trust that they're, they're whole. Rescuing is, is not, well, and actually rescuing tends to come from the parent ego state, which tends to trigger <laughs> the child ego state. And do we really want to trigger our clients into the child ego state? No, we really don't. So um, I love, I just, love that whole concept that you share. And I guess I would appreciate it if we could look just again at that, at the mind games that we sometimes play as coaches about having the perfect question. Or when you say maintaining presence and curiosity is much more important than performing and that 
curiosity equals safety for the client. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? Yeah. Well, one of the things with Marion Franklin's book, Laser Coaching, she does talk about the difference between um, like, you know, useful curiosity and being nosy. (laughs) So, you know, the safety is maintained when I'm just trying to understand what you mean with the words you use and how you see something so we can both see it together. So you get my intention. It's all about intention. So I'm not trying to dig out details. I really have no no purpose right. in this moment. Like, you know, so what did your house look like that you lived in? I mean, who cares? Yeah. You know, a lot of times coaches will say, well, why didn't you ask more about this? Is because, and, and essentially, I don't care. <laughs> it was, it's not necessary for me to understand what they mean and how they see the situation. That's all I have to know. But they get that I'm, that my intention is for us to understand and have the same picture because whatever, I do not do not ever assume that I know who they are and what they're experiencing at that moment. I want to know. And, and they get that, that this is uh, important, that I value, you know, how they see this and I want to understand um, and see it with them. And then we can move forward. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Just love that. So when you decided to write Breakthrough Coaching, Mm-hmm. I, I know you did that also because you were in <laughs> partnership and the whole nine yards. But if you had to come down to sort of the essence of what you wanted coaches to better understand with that resource, yeah. like this is why this is what I would like to be able to offer or have people walk away with. What what yeah. would how would you summarize? That? Well, you know, I, I would say that breakthrough coaching is really the next edition of coach the person. You know, I mean, it it has even a similar format, but it's everything I've learned since then that was missing, you know, and how many people I'm, I'm flattered how many speakers right now are, are riffing off the title. Like there's somebody this week that's doing a talk saying, coach the person and solve the problem. You know, it's like, I never said that we're not solving a problem, but often in the, in the new awareness of who I am. The, the problem resolution appears. So, of course, we still, you know, define what it is you want to create that's, that will resolve this frustration or confusion. So, there, of course, there is something that we are solving, but it's the awareness that we're moving toward. So, really looking again more deeply at that awareness piece. A breakthrough moment is that creative insight that gives me the beginning of a new awareness, and then I coach them through to articulate the awareness. It's the awareness that's even more important than achieving a goal because they will get there with a new awareness. So, so breakthrough coaching goes much deeper into, you know, how do we really create that moment of awareness? And and Meg, let me tell you something that recently happened in in creating this new program. The the original breakthrough coaching program we're putting um, into almost all self study, and I had to watch thirty two coaching demos that I've done over the last three years, you know, and identify certain ones to use and what were the topics. But what was so fascinating to me from twenty twenty to now, how different I coach, and the better I got 
at the awareness piece, the coaching was half the time. It went from 40 minutes to 15 to 20 minutes, no more than 20 minutes. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, yeah. yeah I was like, whoa, look at that. And I've been coaching, what, 28 years. Mm-hmm. So even just in the last three years, focusing on this, writing about it, bringing it forth, what it did for my coaching um, is what I want to share with other coaches. So much of this concept of, you know, breakthrough coaching is that we're sort of disrupting beliefs, thoughts, patterns, um, and and how that so much ties into identity. So I guess, you know, I believe so strongly that our beliefs, the, 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 the thing about awareness, I mean, they're the things that we make our decisions around. They're the thing, and often they're not serving us because they're, they're sort of made up. Um, so the, this concept of oh, our up. mental operating system, <laughs> right? Just in, in, I know that we're, we're beginning to run out of time, but when we mm-hmm. think about our client's mental operating system and how we, how we can partner with them towards understanding different, that. yeah, different understanding. Mm-hmm. What give, well, you know, this could be a 15 week course, yeah. but what would you give in a one answer to that? I think the key comes back to all of, you know, how I see situations, my beliefs, who I think I am is all past based. It's all based on the past, but my brain holds on to it. So the whole thing about the brain um, chooses self-preservation over self-actualization. It doesn't care that you are a higher self, you know, and Maslow's hierarchy and all of that. It doesn't care. <laughs> safety, the bottom level is always number one, you know, that I must be safe, fight or flight, that's primal. And so, so if I have to let go of, of even a belief I do not, I know that does not serve me. It's, it's a little too scary um, to let that go. If I don't know exactly uh, the truth of the new belief I'm going to take on that I've seen it, that I've experienced it. And, like I said, people who say I love taking risks, well, that's because they've taken them and they haven't died, <laughs> you know, like they stood on the stage and they gave a speech and and didn't collapse. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh, I can do this. You know, so I, I do need evidence of success in order to change my brain. But I don't see this stuff. You say the operating system, it happens back here right. until you know, a coach that we can bring it out and look at it out here and see like, um, that doesn't make sense. The gaps in logic, you know, or the, that belief, that's crazy. When did I start believing that, you know, that I'm not good enough? Um, you know, that belief system, that, that need that, well, when I go into the room, everybody has to listen to me. Well, probably they won't. (laughs) You know, I mean, those things that when I pull it out here, then I can really see it and know, oh, most of the time, well, that's crazy, (laughs) you know, and I can accept that it's not serving me. And then we can, but we have to quickly look at, well, in, in this picture that you want to create, you know, what would then better serve you? There has to be then something. We don't just leave them naked. And then has to have the alternative. They won't stay there. It's like William Bridges' um, book, his classic book, Transitions. 
in the fog of transformation, if I cannot see where I'm going at all, I'll go backwards. Even though it's dangerous and you're going to hit somebody going back down the the, the on-ramp, <laughs> I'll go backwards because it's safe back there, I think. It's not, mm-hmm. but I think. So in order to keep moving forward in this fog of transformation, you know, the coach then helps us to start to move away the fog and to start to see what's possible about who I can be and what I can create. Then they can feel more comfortable and not afraid of the unknown. And that's what we do for them as a coach. That was amazingly said, gave me goosebumps, spot on. And when we think about the impact that coaching offers our clients, because we are that thought partner, because we are willing to step into discomfort at times, we're willing to stay curious and appropriately curious. Um Maybe parting thoughts do you have for the audience as we invite them into being a thought disruptor, um, really being in the place of offering breakthrough coaching? Yeah. Well, you know, we can't help but teach specifics, you know, I mean, the skills and what to do and all of that, you know, but that's why we go through training and we practice, practice, practice. And have many, many hours of coaching because you need to get to that place. I mean, mastery is when you don't think about it, you know, and that's, you know, that, that let it go, let it go. And that's why that uh, it's not about being perfect. It's being present that I know enough to coach. That's it. Just accept that. Whatever it is I know right now is enough. If I'm just there and I care about them and I'm curious. I'm compassionately curious. Just be that. And as you get better, like even me watching the demos after I was going to say, that is such a lesson to like Dr. Marsha Reynolds was able to see her growth in the past three years because of her absolute commitment to Mm -hmm. continuing your growth journey, continuing learning and exploring and, and getting behind some neuroscience. And I mean, all the things that you, that to me was like, wonderful to hear. Like I continue to grow and learn like all of us continue to grow and learn. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that was a big insight for me when somebody said, you know, it's not a path to mastery. It's a path of mastery. I went, Oh, of course. (laughs) Breakthrough. (laughs) We're all on the path of mastery. That's an ongoing You know, as in any martial art, it's an ongoing, you know, we never reach Mm -hmm. the end, you know, and so just to accept that and wherever I am today is is good enough. And I will give them value just to feel safe to talk in this moment is enough. And then I get better. And then they they see more things. Mm -hmm. So, so good. So at the release of this show, when this show comes out, your book should be either about to be released or just have been released. So when yeah. when does this lovely offering become available to all of us? Um, January 30th is going to be the big launch. You know, I'll be sending things out, you know, tell all your friends to buy it on the 30th so I can hit number one on Amazon. <laughs> you know. But people have been pre-ordering it and um, uh, getting it from the publisher, whatever. So it's going to be out there in January. But January 30th is the official launch date. And then it'll 
be there for, you know, beyond that. And, you know, coach, the person is in seven languages now. Um, so as we go forward, hopefully it'll be translated. There'll be publishers in other countries that want rights and we'll get it out in the world. <laughs> Congratulations. Congratulations you. on your continued journey of mastery and um, of sharing what you learn with us so that we are also benefiting from your growth and experience. And, and you just have a beautiful gift of writing the way that you share your thoughts. Every time I read what you write, I'm like, Oh, yeah, oh I just get so excited. Um, so I thank you for that. And I want all of the listeners to know that we'll have links on how you can connect with Dr. Reynolds and all of her writings and and ways to follow her in the show notes for this episode. Marcia, oh, it and, is always such a yes, and and there will be a um a, a web page um and I'll give you the link for that. So when they buy the book, they go on and just fill it out and they'll get an extra bonus workbook. It's like 30 pages of you know, uh, with some of the exercises and resource tools that they can just then have in a booklet. So I'll give you because they are so powerful. The um, I think there's something to be when you've worked with coaches for as long as you have, and are hearing what the struggles are, and then you just have consistently said, Okay, so if this is the block, here's an exercise to overcome that block. And that is probably some of that gift that you're giving, which is uh, well worth it. So we will definitely have the link uh, for you. that for that mm-hmm. webpage in the show notes. Yeah. Dr. Marsha Reynolds, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you so much. Oh my gosh, that was so good. Learning more about breakthrough coaching, about how we want to help our clients have those light bulb moments. If you are as excited about this concept as I am and want to support Marsha in her book launch, then grab the link at starcoachshow.com slash 374. Or if you're watching this on the Star Coach Show YouTube channel, just grab the link in the box below. And let's support Marsha on her launch on January 30th and shoot her right up to number one bestseller on January 30th. I want to thank Marsha again for joining us. And as I said, if you want to learn more about her and the work that she's doing, be sure to grab the links at starcoachshow.com slash 374. My conversation with Marsha continued in a juicy discussion about how we need to unself ourselves as coaches and five things that we need to stop doing to be the kind of coach partners we really want to be for our clients. It was so good. If you want to know more about how to access that conversation and so much bonus content from the guests that I have here on the show, as well as weekly star or monthly star power hours, Q&A sessions, social time, coaching demos. It goes on and on. Go to starcoachshow.com slash community, starcoachshow.com slash community and explore what we have. Next week, dial back in again 
because I have another awesome guest for you. April Roberts will be joining me and we're going to be talking about time, energy, and confidence management. What do we need to do to manage those things so that we're showing up at our best so that we can meet our clients and help them step into their own greatness. It is so good. So be sure to come back next week. And until next week, this is Meg Rentschler wishing you the very best for an awesome week. May you be successful and kind and full of energy for to meet head on all those things that are in front of you this week. See you next week.